Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 19. Well, turkey season came in yesterday, and the last two mornings I've been up about 4.30 a.m., and it has not disappointed. Now, I can say that, and I haven't actually killed a bird yet. (laughs) Um, Yesterday, I went out with my buddy Trav, and... um, was planning to shoot a Tom if one came in, and uh, he was going to shoot a Jake if it came in. Well, we thought the entire time that we were talking to this bird that it was a Jake, and uh, just by the way he gobbled, that's what we thought, and as he came in, uh, we got some amazing footage. I won't tell you, I won't spoil it, I'll just say my, my buddy Trav got a bird down, and got some great footage of it um really kind of cool um really cool scene where the bird is coming out and it looks like it's walking right down his gun barrel and pops out the end of the gun barrel and uh it's pretty neat and then today i went with my neighbor and we actually went on another neighbor's property and never hunted there went in blind um didn't hear a single gobble uh, off the roost and so we changed locations kind of went to the other side of the property and we had one of the most epic hunts i've ever had um and I'm not going to spoil it. I'll just say the GoPro footage shows us with our backs up against this thing in the middle of a field, like this big thing of woods, and um, the turkey comes in from behind us. And we don't know that he's there until he's there. And so uh, my buddy John was able to get a turkey down. I will spoil that. But I will tell you guys, if you want to see those videos, I'm going to be working on those, trying to get those out soon. So uh, to, if you don't want to miss them, go over to Facebook. Give us a like. Uh, go over to YouTube. I'll, I'll definitely upload them on both spots, and uh, you can check those out. Uh, also, you can see some of the pictures and stuff like that on Instagram. So just check out Shedding Light Outdoors on those spots. And I just want to tell you, I, if I sound tired today, it's because I am, but I'm also just pumped. Um, I, I could finish out the season not killing a bird, and those two hunts would be enough to make me satisfied. It was just cool to be a part of it, to get it on film. And my heart was probably racing as much, if not more, than uh, those guys. But anyhow, uh, turkey season's hat, and we're having fun. Uh, last week, I was able to sit down uh, with a super cool family uh, from Iowa. And they haven't always lived in Iowa. They've actually moved from Florida to Iowa. And I'll let them tell you that story. Uh, they are the Perryman family. And it's Jason and McKay, uh, well, let me, Amy, his wife. And then they have four daughters. <laughs> and so Jason's kind of outnumbered there with his girls. Um, but they are living the dream in Iowa, and they, uh, the, I believe last year or recently, they have started a show on YouTube called God, Family, and Hunting. And that's how they kind of go with their priorities. They believe uh, in, in, in the Lord, and they believe in following God. Um, and they're very much into uh, just family, doing things as a family together. And so uh, I just want to tell you, this podcast has a little bit of everything. It's my first time doing a podcast with more than one person, and here I do a podcast with six people. (laughs) And uh, so we get everybody's stories, and um, so we have deer stories in here, we have first turkey stories in here, we have just a little bit of everything. And um, these guys are on the Pursuit channel, um, and they uh, just got on that, so it's I think late nights on uh, Friday night or Saturday morning. You can watch God Family Hunting on the Pursuit channel. But anyhow, without uh, going too much further into that, I'll just say 
Uh, we won't do an outro today. These guys do a good job about talking about things and, and life. But I, I just think what I want you to key in on is Jason's sacrifice uh, to make family a priority. Um, I think we all think it needs to be a priority, but sometimes we let other things slip in there. And I believe God, if we have a family, God's given that to us. And it is our duty as men, it's also our duty as women, to take care of that family, um, to raise our kids, uh, to know the Lord, and to... Um, just live in a way that we model that for our kids and to get them out into hunting. And so that's all I'll say about that. I'll let Jason and the family do the rest of the talking. And so without further adieu, further adieu, did I say further adieu? I meant further ado, but I like further adieu too. But anyway, uh, without rambling on much longer, here is the Perriman family with God, family, and hunting. Actually, real quick, I do need to tell you that we did have some technical issues on this one a little bit, uh, a little bit of a connection, so sometimes the voice will be a little glitchy. I've gone in and tried to fix most of it, so it shouldn't be too much of a distraction, but just want to give you a heads up that it's not your connection, it was mine, and so uh, I thought I'd let you know that. So now, without further ado, and turkey, here is the Paramans. All right, guys and girls, I am here with the Perryman family. Uh, they are in Iowa right now, uh, living out the dream on a 300-acre farm. And uh, it's Jason, Amy, Michaela, McKenna, Morgan, and Megan. And their dog, Gunner, is here with them today as well. He's all dressed up, looking good. I also see a baby doll in the picture here. I worked on a video. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but uh, these guys are a part of what's called God, Family, and Hunting. And I just want to say, welcome, Perrymans. Glad to have you on the show. Well, thank you. We're glad to be here, Travis. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So real quick, why don't uh, you guys go ahead and introduce your family. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up in Iowa and just kind of give us an, an intro into who you guys are. All right. So we're, we're the Perrymans. And uh, so we're originally from Florida. And uh, about, what, four years ago, we actually moved to Tennessee for had about a two-year stay. And, uh, and then two years ago, we had the opportunity to move to Iowa. I have a friend that's uh, a, a dairy farmer. He has quite a bit of property, and he had purchased this 300-acre farm, and he kind of knew that we were in the hunting industry. He called me up. Hey, guys, got this farm. Would you be interested in uh, moving up here? And uh, you could have the hunting rights to it and just you know live here and enjoy it. Wow. And, I mean, that's, uh, that's said, like winning the lottery, Jason. Like, uh, that's I, I a pretty... <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it was it was a, a blessing. It was uh, you know, even now it's still kind of hard to believe because, you know, we we've been on some pretty decent deer that we definitely were not used to seeing down in Florida. Yeah, and uh, my my daughters, Megan, she's my oldest. She's sixteen. Morgan and Michaela, they're twins. They're both thirteen, and McKenna, she is uh, six. So, I think they're spoiled because the deer that they're seeing and the deer that they're passing up. I would have dreamed of coming across <laughs> when I was their age. And uh, so I keep telling them, I was like, girls, you just don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah. but they've come across some really good opportunities. Yeah. So. yeah, That's great. And so you guys as a family, uh, you guys are going around kind of promoting hunting archery. Tell us a little bit about what you guys do as a family together. So it kind of started about what, man, going on nine years ago. We This is pretty cool. We just finished setting up our 100th event together bad. as a family. Yeah. And uh, so we, every event that we've always done, we've always done together as a family. And, and what we do at the events is we set up either a computer-operated pop-up course for archery or we set up a regular 20-target static range. 
and we've been a part of a couple of other organizations where we set up our ranges and uh, participated alongside with them. Uh, but so this all started about nine years ago, and uh, I was a firefighter paramedic in Jacksonville, Florida, and I had a in Jacksonville for 10 years and then six years prior to going to Jacksonville, I was in a small community. And uh, so I was, I worked my 24 hour shift, all 48 and on my off days, I worked for a private ambulance company and mm. always working, always being gone, missing my three oldest daughters over here grow up. And uh, so I, Megan, she used to sleep in her daddy's camouflage shirt every night because she missed him so much. So I was always a hunter. I always grew up shooting a bow. My dad introduced me to bow hunting and, uh, you know, it's just living down in Florida. There's some decent hunting in Florida, but it's hunting in 90 degree weather, mosquito infested swamps. I mean, it's, it makes it pretty tough and kind of, kind of miserable really. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't do a lot growing up as far as actually hunting, but I always shot my bow. Uh, as a family, my dad would get out there, my mom would come out, my brothers. And, uh, so we just, I just grew up around shooting a bow and being out in the woods. And so I, several years ago, I went and competed in the Buckmasters, which is a, uh, basically a pop-up range. And it's a pretty big event held once a year. And I really shot bad, horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was the first time I ever seen a pop-up range in person and, you made one good shot, though. I did make one good shot. shot. And, uh, yard runner. So that was like the <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's so very good. At least it was a good one. Yeah, but I missed the 20 yard target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, it was a lot of fun. One of the most, at the, at the time, I was also traveling with the ASA. Uh, if, so if you're familiar with tournament archery, the ASA yeah. circuit, uh, which was a lot of fun. But I really loved shooting pop ups. It was just so much fun. It reminded me of hunting. So fast forward, you know, several years later, uh, talking with my dad uh, about, man, it'd be nice to have a pop-up range. We could go to local archery clubs, have fun shoots, have a little side business. And to me, it was a way to practice for the Buckmasters. So she's never been to since we started working. So. <laughs> yeah. The whole idea was to buy this range to practice for the Buckmasters. And so my dad called me up one day and said, hey, you know, would you really like to do this? I'd like to be a part of this with you. So we did. And, uh, and he helped me purchase it. It was kind of a costly investment. And, and that just kind of started to led to where we are now. I mean, it, we started going to event, to event, to event. Eventually where you had to quit your job and take a leap of faith and just say, Hey, this is well, the direction God. Yeah. Is calling it, us, it came so. to a point eventually to where we were, we were traveling so much. And that's how I got to meet, uh, my friends here in Iowa was uh we were one of our best events was deer fest over in wisconsin and so every summer we would come here and hang out for a couple of weeks and drool at all the big bucks we would see in the fields <laughs> and uh so we did that for several years and finally uh you know like amy said it just come to a point to where i was really enjoying spending time with my family and there was things mckenna and i were that i was seeing with mckenna mm -hmm. that i missed with my oldest three because i was always going working mm -hmm. even though i had a 24 on and 48 off shift on my off days i was always working with a private ambulance company and so i just really enjoyed being with the family and up till then you know i really hadn't experienced a lot of things that i was experiencing with them as we traveled mm -hmm. so uh it came to a point to where 
we got invited to go to, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Ray Howe with Kicking Bear Ministries. Uh, hmm. He's out of Minnesota and Kicking Bear. Check that out. That's a really, really good event. Uh, really good organization and what they stand for and what they promote. Uh, but I was, we were invited to go to that, but I only had one week off. So to continue on, I knew I was putting the fire department job in jeopardy. And mm-hmm. so we, we, uh, I called out for the next week. We went, got back, made it home, went back to work at the fire department. And it, it was like a, a totally different change. It was like where I, I loved, I used to love being a firefighter and I loved the job. But then after that, when I went back, it was like I missed my family. Mm-hmm. I missed being with the girls. I missed doing what we were doing. And so after a lot of prayer, I called Amy up one day and I said, you know, I think God's really telling us to step out and, and just leave. And and what the crazy thing was, was that she agreed. I mean, <laughs> you're- well, I had been dealing with my own set of things that I had been praying for for years, you know, that that the Lord would work in his heart to make him feel more um, plugged into what was going on with the girls and be more of a spiritual leader in our family and just kind of take that, that role, which he had been kind of absent in really honestly. And so in a way, even though it's really scary sometimes when you look at, you know, what you pray for, God will answer. And it's the scariest thing you've ever been confronted with because God answered it in a way that you're like, okay, now what are we going to do? Right. But as long as you can trust and know that he's got it and he's in control, then it's amazing to see how he will stretch your faith and the things that he, you know, puts right in front of you. And I would, it's been difficult. I mean, I would say it has been, but I wouldn't change a thing because the lesson of, of growing our faith and and knowing that God is in control and going to take care of our needs because that's what he promises to do as you know, we're being faithful. And, and it's been a testimony to our children as to what that means to actually not just say that you've got faith, but to put it into the everyday mm. practice and, yeah. and, and the reality of it is there. And so I'm yeah. so thankful that God has, has walked through that with us. Oh, great. That's so awesome. We, so you guys end up like starting this thing, going around traveling and then uh, end up in Iowa and so that's awesome. I mean, the I think to take that step and make family first. So I want I want to come back to that here in a little bit. But um, here's what I want to ask a little bit: is how let's talk a little bit about some of the, your hunting stories that you guys experience as a family. Because yeah, I know that we got uh, a bunch of girls there, and we've got some different stories, right? So let's <laughs> yes, let's go ahead and jump into that part. So that tell us, good. let's get into some stories here. And if the girls you want to chip in, uh, feel free. If the dog wants to chip in, that's fine too. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's get into some of these stories a little <laughs> bit. So what? Oh, well, he's asleep. All right, okay. So so let's uh, you do this one, Megan, oh, Megan my. my oldest daughter. Uh, obviously, since she's the oldest, she had a little more time to start out hunting our first year. And oh my goodness, she was on some really nice deer. So, so Megan, tell us a couple of your memorable stories here. Well, All right. And I can't see the phone, so tell me if I got you in there. <laughs> right. You're good. Well, when we first moved to Iowa in 2017, we uh, were still getting used to the farm. And so we had this deer that we've seen on camera and we named him Big Joe. And so he came out almost every night during youth season. We were getting really excited. He, we were catching on with his patterns and stuff. So we kind of knew where he was going to be. So we were hunting him. We never had a shot opportunity with Big Joe. 
but um, we came very close sure to it. You a lot. He, yes, he sure <laughs> teased us a lot. No, I, I wanna, I wanna back up and correct you right there one time. Yeah. So we did have one shot opportunity on Big oh, Joe yeah. at 18 yards, perfectly broadside, <laughs> but it was a little too dark. For me to get good footage on him, oh, it was it was, it was yeah. getting really kind of late in the evening. Still had some legal shooting time left, but it was a little dark for the camera where we were set up. And I told her, I said, Megan, you may not get this opportunity, so you know, do you want to take it now? Uh, I'm not going to be able to film it. And she decided to pass on him. So oh, that wow. was that takes a that lot was, of uh, that, that takes was, a lot of determination. Crazy, or... I think she was thinking I'll get him tomorrow, but yeah, that tomorrow did. didn't go. Yes. Uh. And then he kind of just like disappeared. So in 2017, we saw it tied only once, and I think that was November 8th, I think, or 7th, one of those days. But when we first moved to the farm, he was the first um, shed that we found on our farm. Get, so, get that shed and show, we'll just show him that shed first. Get, get the first shed, yeah. So this is baby split time that Holy we cow. found. Yeah. Um, so we've seen him once. And so that's that's a big if uh, for my mostly audio listeners here. Uh, that's a pretty big shed that she's holding up there. It's a good deer. So. Oh, and that's well, a, yeah, yeah, good than latest. <laughs> this year we 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 think that he was about two years old two years in this old. shed. So. You want the most recent? Yeah. These. Go ahead and tell them about. Wow. All right. So, this we so, found. Let me make one more correction here. This shed here is actually the first shed we found of it. Yeah. So this here is his, we think is his third year shed. And we rough scored him at, at 60 inches. But we only have one side. And then this here, those are last year's sheds. Turn like to the side. Yeah, right, right. 20, our first season sheds. Okay, so just... Describe these a little bit. Um, so about how big of a deer are you, you guessing that to be right there at that point? This one here was in the mid 150s. 150. Yeah. So this was the 2017 season. So we saw this guy once right here. We actually rattled him up. Yeah, we rattled him up, rattled him up and then he came running like crazy. And I never experienced anything like that. So I was like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, here he goes. <laughs> and then he got downwind of us and he ran away. And so yeah, I haven't seen him in person yet, but Daddy saw him once during the year season, a mile from our farm, and we were kind of worried for a little bit. But then um, a few weeks hunting, and we found him, and he's what? And then he's in the low 160s here. Yeah. So hopefully wow. we'll have him again this October or this hunting season. You can see. He's put on every year. He's putting on close to uh, around 15 inches total. Mm -hmm. wow. So th that's a great deer. Great deer. <laughs> so we're thinking he's going to be six years old uh, coming this season. And so we're very excited to see what he turns into. Yes. That's, that's one thing that we've enjoyed doing is seeing the history of these deer. And, mm -hmm. and with the girls, it's been like a lesson of, of, of why you want to let them go you know you, you they've got a lot of food around here uh, a lot of uh, you know the farmers crop on our farm we have alfalfa soybeans and corn but during the off season during the summer we also we, we, we plant food plots and we also protein feed so mm -hmm. there's a lot of uh good genetics in the area and uh just 
you know, we're, we're excited to see what he turns into. All so, right. So, but Megan has another story about uh, this past season. Okay. So on November 7th of this past hunting season, um, my sister named this deer Cupcake. Uh, <laughs> so I was hunting Cupcake and um, we had some several trail pan pictures of them. So we set up a tree stand and we hunt it. And he comes in um, following this doe pretty hard. And so we have to get ready really fast. And daddy grunts and stops him. And then, like, we have a second. And I aim a little high, plus he ducks the arrow. And it went right over his back. So that mm. was very heartbreaking. I'm sure. He had a drop time coming off his main beam. And um, he was a really Just a pretty big mainframe 10 with a big yes. drop time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so cu cupcake was elusive and ducked the arrow on you. <laughs> yes, sir. That hurts. Got, that hurts. That does. Morgan, you have a story. You want to talk about one of your hunts? Yes. Yeah, so in September, early, early, early September early, during youth season yeah. of this season. Yes, of this season, I was hunting with a muzzleloader, and this nice eight point came out. I shot it with the muzzleloader. Well, we couldn't tell where we, I shot it at because all the smoke everywhere. Mm -hmm. So we trailed him. We think he we jumped him, and then the next day we trailed him again. We couldn't find him. So then a couple months later, we were down in Florida, and we got a phone call saying someone found him. So it was just a deadhead, and I was so excited. And well, yeah, he was nice. <laughs> and, and, and so what did you do a couple of weeks ago for the first time, or about a week ago? Turkey hunt. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I just got my first turkey. Um, wait, <laughs> um, so the first day, well, a couple days, so Thursday, yeah, 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 Thursday, yeah. I was turkey hunting in the morning. These two nice turkeys came out, strutting. I took a shot, I think I aimed a little high, and then the next turkey comes out. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, I missed. I missed and, the last part. Uh, what what happened? You got him, or you didn't? So she did. So the okay. uh, second day of the season, she had two nice toms come out, and they were at thirty yards. She was using the shotgun, and she aimed. She was she was so excited. So I think she aimed just a little bit high and maybe jerked the trigger. She's got feathers, and it just shot high. It yeah. barely hit the tail fin, and uh, so the next night we went back out, same blind, and we had a. Uh, a, a nice Tom come right to the decoys and she was able to be successful. So it was a, she which redeemed is, herself and was very excited. It was really a cool thing though, hunting um, with kids and I mean, mm -hmm. girls, uh, I mean, we hunting, we've been with Jason, you know, a lot of times, but this is really the first time that the girls and I have really been able to just get into hunting, you know? So yeah. we were always very supportive of him hunting, but as far as us hunting ourselves, I mean, we're re relatively new and learning a lot of different things. And it's been really rewarding, though, to see, um, you know, the success, the successes that we have had. And then also the lessons learned and the things to do and to yeah. not to do. And so, so I mean, anytime you hunt with kids, you're definitely going to learn those kinds of things. But Oh, absolutely. So, Megan, Morgan, you, I, I just heard two missed stories. So we missed Cupcake. We missed the turkey. How do you recover after that? Like, how do you... Uh, decide that you want to keep hunting after you have like heartbreak like that it's it's very disappointing when you miss 
and um of course you get down and you're like i shouldn't have missed or like I, why i missed yeah, exactly. stuff, stuff like that it's like you can practice at a target and do really well then when it's the real thing it's just nerves and you're like oh my gosh you know it's like yeah. it's really hard to but i love hunting a lot and eventually i hope it's gonna happen <laughs> so, it will. so it I'll will just, so practice i practice harder and I try to be more accurate and stuff. And so hopefully I can get one very soon. <laughs> you will. You will. That's awesome. That's a good attitude. And I think that's the right, I think that's the right way to, to view it. You know, a miss. It's good to have a, you know, it's good also if you have a clean miss too. You yes, know, sir. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you're thankful at least for that. So that's that's good. All right. Well, uh, McKenna Morgan, uh, or already uh, McKenna Michaela. Uh, I haven't talked to you guys yet. So any, any stories on, that you guys have to share? Yes. Well, um, this last season, this past season on November 13th, um, we were going out to meet my dad this one evening and we had been, we were in a blind a couple yards, no, across the other cornfield. And so we kept on come out and we saw this nice tree and we were like, Hey, we could set up a tree stand there and see if we see anything over on that side. So we set up a tree stand over there. The whole family, we all pitched in and set up a tree stand. And um, so we went that night and I had been practicing hard and I had all my layers on and I put the harness on while I was practicing. So I practiced, then we went out and we were in the stand and this buck came out out of nowhere. And I tried to pull my bow back but I couldn't pull all the layers I had on, then the harness, then being in a tree stand, it's like, it's kind of like you feel nervous, like, oh my God, come off the edge, but we had a harness on. So I got too nervous and I couldn't pull my bow back. So my dad, he brought his bow that night and the butt came to where he had a shot. And so he took the shot and we recovered the deer and it was an amazing experience, even though it wasn't my deer, but I was there to see it. And it was just really a front row seat. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've actually, I've watched this video. So you guys have on YouTube, uh, if you look up God family and hunting, if you look up season one, episode one, you guys kind of do a little intro and then pretty soon, like toward the end of the episode, you get into this, this hunt. And it, it was what I really liked about it is you're obviously, you can't get the shot because you can't draw in that moment. And your dad, he takes the shot like he should, but just to see your, the excitement on your face, like it's usually, you know, the cameraman points the camera up at himself, but he points the camera at you and you are just absolutely pumped. And so that was, was I, I enjoyed watching that. It was so exciting. I loved every moment of it. It was really exciting. I'd never seen anything like that before. So and close. it so close. It was yeah. awesome. You did yeah. just get your turkey though. But I did um the next day after the Morgan. next day after Morgan got her Morgan turkey. Never went out. Yeah. The, yeah. Very the, first. Early the first hunt. <laughs> yeah, the first day I ever hunted this season with turkeys. Um Morgan and Daddy the following day, they um no, not the following day. <laughs> the, the, day the day before, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um they got their turkey that evening. Before they went hunting, they set up a place and they made it all nice because they thought they would go the next morning if they didn't get anything. So they set that up nice. And so she got her turkey. Then the next morning, me and my dad, we went out 
and when Hold on just a second. I hate to I hate to stop you. We're, our connection's getting a little jumbled. I just want to make sure that we, we catch it all. So go back just a little bit. You went to a did you go into a blind? Yes, sir. Went okay. in a blind and this turkey came out and he strutted, then he stopped, and then he walked out around fifteen yards away. And I put that pin right on his head and I shot and I got my first turkey the very next morning. And it was my first day, and I didn't have to do anything. I just shot. <laughs> the lucky one, I didn't have to. Morgan, Morgan, Morgan and Jason had done all the work. Uh-huh. line ready. And she got the go hunting and got the turkey. So, hey, that's awesome, though. Sometimes you that's the way you want it to happen. You just go yes. set in, and it, it works out. That's great. So were you using a bow or were you using a gun? I used a shotgun. Shotgun. All right. So that you went, went down right there, and you go up and... Sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love turkey. Like in Ohio, our season doesn't come in until Monday. So I've been super jealous of everybody that's been hunting, you know, like the last couple of weeks. So congratulations. That's sweet. Thank you. It was awesome. All right. Well, how about um, Morgan? Morgan, I'll make sure I'm getting all these M names right. Morgan? That's Morgan. Oh, sorry, McKenna. I got it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at 13, six. Six year old. Six year old McKenna. Have you been able to do any hunting yet? Dear honey. Yes, in Kentucky. Sir. In Kentucky. In okay. Kentucky. How, in Kentucky. <laughs> how how did that go, Kentucky. sweetie? Tell them what you saw. Um, I saw this. You saw some does, right? You saw those. Does. Yeah. And you have. What did you use? What did you use? I shot with crossbow. That's right. And you practice, and you had good shots. But when those does came out, did you want to shoot the doe? No. She didn't want to shoot the doe. <laughs> no, you didn't want to shoot a doe? You want to shoot a buck. All we right. Said, we said we'd give her a few more years to be sensitive about those does. And <laughs> All right. I, I went hunting the next morning and nothing came out. Yeah. No. But you and that was your went. first year? That was your first year hunting? Yes. Mm -hmm. She's going right. to try and get a turkey, though, possibly um, this season. Yeah, if, to take her yeah, little... I'm going to try to get Megan tagged out, and then uh, then it'll be McKenna and Mama we're going to mm -hmm. try to get on a turkey with. So, And I got my first buck. Yeah, here. let's hear that. First season, yeah, we were here, and it was actually on my birthday, so that was super special. And I was so far up in this tree, and I hated every minute of that, but... Um, was in my harness and everything and um, that buck came out actually he came out and um, he was gonna leave we thought and Jason did this really cool snort wheeze and brought him back in and he skirted all the way around us and I knew right where he needed to be to get a good shot and um, he went over to a scrape and and all of that kind of stuff so he gave us a really good show with that hunt he just was around it he came right up to the base of the tree stand looked up at me but I um, wasn't able to get a shot at that point because I had just uh, switched from shooting right-handed to shooting my bow left-handed because of my dominant eye. And so that was new for me too, being in the tree stand, shooting left-handed, trying to make it work so that um, I wouldn't have to shoot with a patch or anything. And um, so I knew right where he needed to come out and he finally moseyed around and made his way around uh, the cedar that we had already ranged and, and knew exactly uh, what yardage we needed him to be at. I took the shot and, and it was, 
it was an amazing experience because like, like I said, we had been around hunting and everything and I've shot my bow for years. The girls have shot their bow for years, but Jason was primarily a hunter. And so for me, that was my very first experience being able to be the hunter. And you know, one thing you want to talk about us all being girls, you know, guys grow up hunting and are around, you know, it's super fun to, to shoot things and this and that. And, um, you know, girls approach things a little bit different. I think we're maybe a little bit more sensitive to the whole issue, but you know, I was, I was, for myself wondering, am I going to be able to, you know, pull this off and actually do this? And, um, and it was amazing. Just the thought of being able to be prepared, you know, practice and prepared and, and, and be able to know my bow and how it was going to operate, make a good, clean, ethical shot on the animal and, um, you know, provide food for my family was such an incredible experiment experience. The whole, the whole circle of it, you know, the way God intended and and provided the resources for us to, to live off of and to, to, to hunt our own food, know where it comes from and to harvest it is just um, so rewarding. It really, really is. And such a, such a blessing. And, and it was a great experience. And to be able to, uh, to teach our girls that value and, and all is, it's been really, it's been really cool. So yeah, my hunting experience was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Can't wait to do it again. Well, I, I want to go back to Jason and Jason, I do have to ask this question. I'm sure you get this a lot. So kind of on the flip side of that, what's it like being the dad and uh, <laughs> hunting and you've got a family? I, I have three girls, and so uh, I kind of get it a little bit. My, my girls are, are young. So tell me a little bit about you know what it's like being the dad in this situation and teaching your girls to hunt but also giving them the free reign to learn and that kind of thing. Well, you know, probably as most guys, I would think, just my opinion, I grew up playing football, baseball, you know, hunting, stuff like that. So coming from a, a guy, when you start getting ready to have your first kid, I think it's kind of natural to maybe dream of a boy because you want to pass, you know, the football, the baseball, getting to the coaching and, and all of that good <laughs> stuff. Hard over here. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so it, it was it was kind of a shock when we realized that we were having a daughter. And, and then when we had two more daughters and then a fourth daughter. Uh, but by then, by the fourth one, I was definitely uh, sold on the fact of girls. Yeah. Uh, so having the daughters, I was really uh, it, it, it was nothing like it. I mean, they you know, they they spoil me. Yeah. They uh, <laughs> they uh, they. They love hunting, so that's the, what I'm able to share with them. You know, the, the two main things, well, actually three things, and it's kind of our namesake with the show, is, is God Family Hunting. So first and foremost, I want to be able to share my faith with them. To me, that's the most important thing is to know that I don't care if they ever kill a deer or any more turkey, uh, but knowing that they have gave their lives to Christ and knowing that eventually, you know, they're going to spend eternity with me and their mom in heaven means more than anything to me. Now, so, it's, so for you guys, it's it's not just about going to church, right? Uh, that's what I hear a lot of people talking about whenever they're thinking about these kind of things. Like, well, yeah, we need to take our kids to church. But it seems like with you guys, it, it goes beyond the walls of a building. No, absolutely it does. I mean, you know, with, with our lifestyle, with what we do, and, and it's kind of crazy because 
because we travel so much and a lot of these events are usually three day events, Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're not able to be at church like I did when I grew up, like every Sunday and every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, but yet a lot of these events start off Sunday mornings with a little church service, but it's so different than an actual church. But so in, in for me and my family, we try to be in church when we're home or any place, even if we're traveling, if we can go visit a church, we try to do this. But it's like almost every day is church with us. You know, I mean, it's like we, we spend time together. You know, we, we pray together. We, we, you know, we try to do Bible study. That now, now, I'm not saying that we, we're perfect at it and we do it every day. We sit down, but, but we try our best to find time every day to be able to do this. And, and even if it's just something as while we're driving or sitting around, we'll stop and we'll talk about certain stories in the Bible and, and try to relate how our lifestyle is to those stories in the Bible. And, and certain things that we may be going through during this time, because something I do want to make very clear, because from the outside looking in, and I know you see, you know, a, a family living in Iowa uh, with all these big deer, and and we are able to travel to all these shows and promote hunting, which is true, and it's a lot of fun and very thankful for it. But there's also a behind the scenes to all of this. Mm -hmm. When I quit my job with the fire department. It's not because everything was going so well or we had all this money saved up. I mean, it went downhill from there and it stayed in a low spot for several years. It, it was very, very tough to be able to travel and, and live uh, and, and do what we do. And, and it's just by the grace of God, we kept, no matter how hard it was, we kept putting our faith in God, praying and asking God. And I quickly learned, Lord, you know, not my will, but your will be done. You know, mm -hmm. if, if you want me to do this, please open the doors for me. And, uh, and I'm just available. So lead me. I'm not, I'm not necessarily praying, Hey, you know, make us successful at these events. You know, we, I mean, of course we, we all pray for stuff like that, yeah. but our biggest prayer is, you know, your will be done God, you know, and I'm just making myself available to use, you know, mm -hmm. if, if we had to stop doing what we do tomorrow, it would be sad. We would miss it. But if God had something else for us to do, uh, then so be it. That's what we're going to do. Right now, it just seems to be within the hunting industry. And the way I look at it, if, if this is what God's provided for us at this time, is to be in the hunting industry, it's not so we can go out and try to kill big deer. I mean, it's, it's because he's given us this platform for one reason and one reason only, and that is to share what God's done in our lives. And if he can do it in our lives, he sure can do it in anybody's lives because we're nothing special. We're, we're not we're not doing anything. We don't have big money behind us. We don't have uh, I mean, you know, you just heard some of the, the girls hunting stories and that's pretty much our hunting stories the last couple of years. <laughs> you know, I mean, last year we killed one deer. You know, we had opportunities to kill a couple of other big deer, but it just didn't work out. But yet I look at where we are as a family. We, we go to all of these events, uh, we've, uh, we have our own TV show and, and we, we don't kill hardly anything. You know, and I, that and sounds like, that sounds like uh, I'm very familiar with that. You know, shedding light outdoors. I think we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. I can relate. I can totally relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's crazy because when you, when you think about a hunting show or certain things, you're like, most people tune in because they want to learn. They want to watch, yeah. you know, people kill these big animals. 
And, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But with us, I tried to, when the opportunity came, I tried to approach it in a different way. And that's like, you know what? I want to be able to share, yeah, what we go through as a family, learning mm-hmm. together, learning to get these girls on a, their first deer, uh, you know, and, and, and sharing our lifestyle and some of our story with people and, 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 and the bad times. That's not all the good times and all the glorious stuff. Yeah. It's, you know, being broke down on the side of the road. It's, you know, living from event to event. And, 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 and that's why if you, you said you've watched maybe one of our episodes at least, uh, the, you can tell by the editing and the video quality, it's not, it's not real professional. I mean, we're learning everything together as we go. Well, and that's, I think that's part of the reason I wanted to have you guys on is that you guys are average Joes and you are on TV, you know, uh, so you guys are on uh, pursuit channel, right? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. It's at midnight. That's what DVR is for. Yeah. yeah. Guys, Absolutely. Just pull that one in there, Meg. I'm sorry. I'm having to get my charger. My phone alerted oh, me here. No uh, but, uh, but so let me, I want to talk about that a little bit, too. The, the, so we were a part of another successful hunting show uh, and uh, youth organization, which was great. Had a great opportunity and a great experience. And, and once again, we think that that was a godsend to us at that time. And, uh, and this is part of, of faith that people, I think, have trouble with uh, because I know we had trouble with it is such a, a tight for the first couple of years when we left the fire department. So now we were in a position around some decent people, uh, had a, a good show, so we had a lot of opportunity as well as being a part of a youth organization and promoting youth hunting country that being a part of. I mean, we were provided a, not only a salary, but a, a nice truck, a nice trailer. I mean, we had everything, like, taken care of. And, uh, but then we felt like God was calling us to do something different. And, and so to leave all of this and, and to go kind of right back into some of the situations that we had been in was very scary. And, but we prayed about it. We said, God, please, if it's, if it's your will you know, show us a sign, you know, lead us. I don't, I'm very thankful to be in a situation that I'm in. So I don't want to just make a rash decision and leave everything just because I think there's something else better. Right. I only want to leave because it's your will, or we believe that this is what you want us to do. And so that's, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, so we left, had no clue. We, we knew that we were going to continue doing the events that we do. And cause that's just something that we've always done since, you know, for almost nine years now are these archery events and traveling as a family. So we knew we were going to go back and continue doing that. But shortly after leaving, uh, we were presented an opportunity to have a TV show. And that's cool. Yeah. And it's like I said, nothing big, nothing fancy, but it's an opportunity for us as a family to do together and to learn together. And we're just enjoying it. Well, that's great. Well, Jason, tell us a little bit about how we can find that. Um, is that just uh, what's your guys' website and YouTube and all that stuff? Because I, I would encourage I, I, what I really liked about your show was like it's real. Um, you know, I, I kind of get tired of the shows where it's just guy goes out, sees big deer, draws back, they cut to commercial, they shoot the deer, and then the rest of the the show is them getting behind the deer and posing. You know, I think it's <laughs> what I like about you guys is it it tells more of the story, and I really like seeing your family. Hunting together, uh, it's it's really kind of neat to see that. So how how do we 
Uh, how do people find that? Well, it's uh, again on the Pursuit Channel on Friday night or Saturday morning, or how you want to look at it. It's at midnight, so definitely set your DVR to it. Uh, and then we usually after it airs, we'll put it on YouTube, and it's God Family Hunting. And we also have Facebook and Instagram, which is God Family Hunting Outdoors. So you can find us on all of those. And uh, we kind of, we share a lot, you know, like you said, hunting or or a lot of our lifestyle stuff or traveling that we do. Uh, The girls, my daughters, they sing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram as the Perryman sisters. Yes, I've Uh, listened and it is awesome. Uh, If you want to listen to some great, beautiful harmonies, uh, those girls know how to sing. Like you guys do a great job. Yeah. yeah, they uh, <laughs> they love writing and singing uh, original music as well as, you know, other people's music. Uh, and they just, the big thing is they at all these events, they kind of build up a little name for themselves. So they get asked all the time to sing the national anthem. And this past weekend, we were just at the uh, biannual Pope and Young Convention. And uh, they opened, it up, opened up the award ceremony with the national anthem. So that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just had their first original song a couple of weeks ago, uh, release on iTunes, Amazon, Rescue? Spotify. Rescue, that's it. Yeah, I've listened to it. It's awesome. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, so it's so great to have you guys on and share some of your stories. Girls, is there any other thing that you really wanted to say, uh, kind of get out there on the podcast world, anything that we missed or anything we didn't cover? I'm not. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're we're up. Girls. <laughs> oh, oh, I sing with them too. You sing with them. All right. All right. Just so everybody knows, McK- McKenna sings with the sisters as well. All right. That's awesome. That's great. Well, guys, I want to wish you guys very uh, good luck on the rest of your turkey season, and I'll be excited to see how things go in the fall. I hope uh, cupcake goes down. And uh, <laughs> there's some other good hunting. But, hey, I encourage everybody that's listening, make sure you check out uh, the Perriman family here with God, family, and hunting. Uh, great group. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Travis, for having, having us. us. Yes, sir. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed that as much as what I did. They were a super fun family to sit down and talk with and just uh, really authentic and salt of the earth and just really um, – just a good family. I uh, enjoyed talking to the girls and hearing their stories, and that was that was awesome. So uh, thank you for listening, uh, especially listening through uh, an imperfect uh, person and an imperfect podcast uh, where sometimes we have a connection issue and it makes things a little glitchy. Um, but if you listen through that, I appreciate that. Uh, go over and give God, Family, and Hunting a like on Facebook. Check out their YouTube, and you'll, you won't be disappointed in that. That's all I got for today. Thank you so much once again, and as always, remember to shed the light.